If you guys have been following me on my social media platforms, you've seen that I've been rocking some swag, right? Some GTG swag. And that is because I have an amazing sponsor, 208 Printing. Now, if you want something done for your brand, you have a team, anything that you need to get out there, you want some shirts made, some swag of your own, make sure to go to madeby208.com and check it out. They'll get you taken care of. Now, guys, when I lived in Brazil, getting into the podcast now, I learned the importance of soccer, right? How important soccer was to that country. So it was always interesting to me when I met people in Brazil who competed at a high level in sports outside of soccer, such as basketball, volleyball, or in this case for today, handball. So our guest is joining us today, and I'm super excited to uh, have you guys meet him because he's speaking in English, which is not his native language. So it's awesome to see someone come out of their comfort zone and uh, share their story with us. And he competed at the highest level of handball in Brazil. You don't want to miss this episode of The Game Time Guru. So, what time is it? Game time. If you're sick of the mainstream sports outlets, well, so was I. So I started my own show. I'm Shane Larson, and this is The Game Time Guru. It's different than other talk shows. I'm providing a panoramic view on sports so you can see them through a different lens. So buckle up and let's go. What's up, everyone? Welcome out to the Game Time Guru Podcast. I am your host, Shane Larson. Excited to be here with you for yet another awesome episode of the show. We want to give a shout out to all of our listeners as we have broken the 50,000 download mark. We've been in 79 different countries, and we have continued to grow this Game Time Guru brand and podcast from the ground up, and we really appreciate everybody who has taken part. Now, if you haven't yet left me a review on the podcast platform for iTunes or Apple Podcasts, please rate and review the podcast. It's super helpful for the growth of the show. Now, when I tell you guys that we have gone into 79 different countries, one of those countries that has listeners from the show is Brazil. Um, and the reason for that probably is because I have many friends from Brazil because I lived there for two years. Uh, and, and because of those friends that I met down there, I've actually, this is how we got today's guest on the show, who is going to be joining us from Brazil. And he's going to be speaking in English. So we're not going to be speaking in Portuguese. We're going to be speaking in English. But this is a super um, amazing first-time opportunity here on the show where we're having someone from Brazil talk about their experience with us. And I would like to introduce Lucio Martins. Lucio, thanks so much for joining the show. Hi, Shane. I appreciate the opportunity. And I can tell you that I'm very excited about uh, this uh, interview. Absolutely, man. I'm excited to have you with us. Now, Lucio, he, he played the sport of handball in Brazil. Now, listen, to, to anybody who's familiar with the sport of handball, you might be familiar with a different type of handball, especially if you're here in the United States. So, Lucio, if you wouldn't mind telling us a little bit about the difference between handball in Brazil compared to handball in the United States. Okay. Uh... First of all, uh, handball in Brazil and in Europe uh, is a team sport, you know, so uh, we're talking about six players uh, and one goalie. Uh, and uh, the team uh, plays uh, against another team um, with the same structure. And uh, we have a 60 minutes uh, game uh, divided by two uh, times of about 30 minutes each. And uh, handball in the United States is, is uh, an individual sport. Uh, and uh, in, in the United States, the, the handball that 
uh, I play is uh, called uh, Handball Team, you know. So um, I had actually had an opportunity to play against uh, the handball team uh, from the United States uh, twice in my professional career. And uh, we have lucky and we won the, the, the two games. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so just so that as you guys know on the show, I learn a lot from this show just like the listeners on the show learn. Uh, because I'm learning from our guests the same way you guys are. And so that's why I love this show and this platform because we have this opportunity to, to learn from everyone. Um, so you guys heard it here, the differences between handball in Brazil compared to handball in the United States. Now, Lucio played professionally in Brazil uh, for quite some time. So, Lucio, I'd like to know, when did you become interested in the sport of handball? Like, when did you start playing and, and why did you start playing? Uh... As you know, Brazil is a huge country, uh, and I am from the north, from uh, a state called Amazonas, in the middle of the rainforest. And being a huge country, we have different, uh, you know, um, cultures in the same country. So, uh, in the, uh, Amazonas has a, a, a very interesting culture in terms of uh, producing handball players to the country. And I started when I was 12 years old. Um, I was a big kid um, and uh, taller than the, the average. And as everybody in Brazil uh, loves soccer, I also tried soccer. But uh, due to the fact that being a taller kid, uh, I started playing uh, in in the school, and my uh, coach said, wow, uh, you have uh, a lot of skills, and you have uh, a, a big uh, right arm, so why don't you try play these sports? And from the beginning, I started uh, making things happen uh, very quickly. Uh, from, from the school, I went to the, um, to the, one of the best teams in the, in the state. And then I started playing some national competitions. From there, I went to the national team uh, as a youth. And wow, uh, I forgot about soccer and uh, put all my energy in these uh, fantastic sports. You know, it's super cool to hear that. And, and for the listeners out there, you might've heard me talk about this before, but when I lived in Brazil, I, I lived on the complete opposite side of the country than uh, where, where Lucio was from. I lived at the south in Santa Catarina. And, you know, but the whole country of Brazil, the, the whole entire country is, is well known for their love of the sport of football, which is, you know, football is soccer here in the United States. Obviously, they have a massive love for that sport. So it's kind of cool to hear from somebody who, you know, took their, their talents to a different sport, even though the country, the religion, everything is basically just foochie ball. You know, it, it's soccer. And it's cool to hear that how that worked and how that transition happened. And, you know, you know, the listeners still want to probably know, do you follow soccer? Do you follow foochie ball? Lucio, do you like any teams that are there? Or do you, do you not even care about soccer? Uh, uh, contrary, my friend, I love soccer. Okay. I love, uh, and, uh, I've been living in Sao Paulo since 1992. 
uh, I went, I came to this uh, city uh, thanks to, to the sports, thanks to the, the handball. Uh, so here I, I finished my, uh, my college, I finished uh, my master degree I, and uh, uh, wow. Uh, but, but always having contact with soccer or football, but only as a, uh, uh, you know, a, a follower, uh, a torcedor, you know? A fan, and, yeah, uh, a fan. Yeah, a fan, yeah, yeah. And uh, I have two, two kids, two boys, uh, the oldest one is 10 years old, and he's completely in love with soccer. He um, uh, plays for one of the best teams in the country uh, as a youth. Uh, and I would, I would say that my, my uh, heart beats for Corinthians. Uh, yeah, for, for Corinthians. <laughs> all right, Corinthiano and down. Um, I'm yeah. a, eu sou gremista. I, I lived in uh, the south, and so I like Grêmio, who is from uh, Porto Alegre. And so, yes, <laughs> that's awesome to hear that you still have a little bit of a, a, a tie to football. But you know, going back to the the sport of handball, you started at a young age, competing at a high level, which ultimately led you to playing at the professional level. I'm curious. We want to know more about this sport, Lucio. You know, tell us about the pace of the game. And what type of training is required to compete at handball at an elite level, right? Is there a lot of cardio that's required? Is there any weight training that is required? Like, what are the skill sets required to compete at an elite level like you did for so long? Okay, so let, um, handball is a team sports, uh, and we played it in a court 40 meters length for uh, 20 meters uh, uh, wide and so as I said uh, we have two uh, uh, two uh, times of 30 minutes each and it's a very dynamic sports uh, maybe something uh, in the same pace as uh, basketball you know so we're talking about six players in the line and a goalie uh, playing dynamically um, for 30 minutes in a row with a lot of uh, uh, substitutions all the time. It doesn't require to ask for the uh, uh, the referee to make some uh, to run some uh, substitutions during the game. So it's very dynamic, and uh, it's a sport uh, for uh, big players. You know. Uh, so, for example, I am one ninety meter, and uh, at the time that, that I was playing in the highest level, I was hundred uh, hundred two kilos weight. So, in order to move quickly in uh, on the court, you have to uh, have some physical qualities in a high level um, per se, like. Um, Speed, strength, uh, power, and um, a huge uh, cardio conditioning. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, sports with uh, a lot of contact because uh, there is uh, no limits in terms of uh, how many f uh, falls you can do it. 
of course, there are some yellow cards, some uh, red card, and some two minutes out of the game. Uh, if you uh, run some uh, falls in a very, um, you know, bad way to another player, you know, so uh, definitely is a sport where you really need to have uh, a high level of uh, conditioning. Yeah. So to me, it sounds like there's quite a bit of uh, there's a, quite a bit of training that's required now. Just so my listeners can have more of an understanding as well, one thing that I've noticed here in the United States, what we what we typically go through is we see that our best athletes typically play basketball. Uh, we have our, our better athletes that play football. And then we have other athletes that play baseball and soccer. But in Brazil, typically, like, the, the guys who are playing soccer are smaller. But what you're saying, Lucio, is that you, uh, bigger-framed individuals, taller, heavier guys, bulkier guys – um, are typically going to be playing the sport of handball team. And it requires a lot. Um, and, and, and it's interesting you were mentioning that there, you know, you have penalties throughout the game, but there's not a limit on the amount of penalties one can have. And so it gets pretty physical. So that's interesting to me. Um, did you ever suffer any injuries playing the game of handball? Oh, unfortunately, yes. Especially when you play in a high level. Uh, you are uh, pretty much exposed to injuries. Uh, so the most common injuries in this sport, uh, like uh, handball, uh, are uh, ACL injuries, uh, ankle sprains, some shoulder issues, because there are, there are a lot of contacts, a change of directions. You have to jump as high as you can. And then uh, as soon as you uh, went to the ground, you have to change direction. So it's a very dynamic sport. And um, I went through, let me see, uh, two ACL surgeries, uh, both knees, uh, one uh, serious injury on my right shoulder. Uh, and I can count how many times I had my ankle sprained so yeah it's uh it's a real tough sport yeah man so this is the thing is i i've been watching some highlights on handball in brazil ever since i had you know known that i was going to be interviewing you and it seems pretty fast paced it's it's similar to that of basketball and hockey <laughs> that's what it reminds me of yep. basketball and hockey as far as the pace of the game and uh the potential risk for injury that you go through um, as, as, as an athlete. Now, Lucio, you, you started playing professionally at what age? What age did you start actually being at the professional level so that we can kind of have an understanding of how that process worked when you decided to go all in on handball and play professionally? How old were you? Okay, so um, when I say professionally, I am not saying that uh, I was uh, having money from the, the sports. Even uh, playing in the highest level is possible because uh, here in Brazil, we, we don't have uh, a good structure uh, which allows uh, high-level players, uh, you know, live uh, uh, their lives only play handball. So right. uh, I would say it, it wasn't recreational, far from that. Uh, but, uh, for example... Uh, 
comparing with uh, Europe, uh, where a player can uh, earn around 30,000 uh, euros per month, which is a nice amount of money. Uh, but I started playing in a high level, um, around 17. Yeah, uh, this was the first time that I went to, I went to the, the national team. Uh, and I had the opportunity to play against uh, different countries, uh, traveling through, throughout Europe uh, and having a fantastic experience thanks to this, this sport. And I play in the highest level uh, possible from 16, 17 until my 30 years old. Yeah, yeah, a lot of time. Man, so about 13, 13, 14 years competing at the highest level. And I'd like you guys to take, take note of this. You know, Lucio was playing what they call professionally, competing at the highest level. But some countries are structured differently economically than others, right? And so for Brazil, what Lucio was just saying is that it wasn't structured in a way that they could, you know, make a livable wage playing handball. Whereas in Europe, there is a livable wage for playing handball. And, you know, here in the United States, some of these, like – smaller sports if you will can still make some some money so just keep in mind lucio's playing because you know he was playing the sport competing at the highest level you know truly because he he loved the game and and he was playing it uh, and competing because he loved the game and loved the experiences now you mentioned you got to travel across europe i want to talk about that sports are awesome lucio because they do provide you with opportunities that you might not get uh everywhere else and you mentioned you traveled to Europe. I'm curious, what was your favorite place that you've ever traveled to? Uh, wow. Uh, my, my first trip to Europe was a long time ago, <laughs> uh, 1991. So I spent um, almost four months in Europe. We started in Italy. Then we went to... Um, to Germany, Sweden, um, Denmark, Norway, and we finished the, this, this trip in Greece, which was the, the best place that, um, if I would say, uh, I love to, to stay thanks to the sports. So uh, Greece was the, the nicest place in this trip. After that, I traveled here in the south, uh, Argentina, Uruguay. Oh yeah, I, I went. Uh, I went to Cuba. Yeah, to play uh, a Pan American uh, Championship was was fantastic experience. Also, yeah, yeah. Wow. So you got to go a lot of places, you, you know, South America, you traveled, but Europe, you traveled. I mean, you, you got to go a, a, a lot of places. Who was the best team you've ever played in the 20 years you were competing at the highest level? Wow. Let me see. Um, <laughs> Tough question. I would, I would start with, yes, yes. Because uh, every single uh, European team, uh, national team, uh, wow, they are fantastic because it is part of their, their culture. So, uh, when you, as you mentioned it before, people in Brazil, uh, you are going to see uh, uh, a, a 
uma bola de futebol in everywhere. So right. in Europe, you are going to see uh, kids play handball uh, on the streets, um, you know, squares, everywhere, because it's, it is part of the culture. Plus, they have uh, this a, a different a, a different genetic. So they are taller than us. They are, you know, uh, bigger than us. So uh, when you start when you start on sports very early, uh, you probably will reach uh, the highest levels possible. So I would say that uh, there are three three or four countries uh, which are uh, fantastic. France, uh, Denmark, Norway, and Germany. I think these four countries are the, the best uh, nowadays in the, in the world. Yeah. Super interesting to hear you mention genetics. I think that's a huge factor in, in sports as, as a whole is the genetic makeup for um, – certain people like certain athletes your genetic code is going to be different the way that lebron james is genetically made up is a lot different than some of the other players around the country so yeah genetics play a huge role in that so here's the question for you do you guys have a specific rival so i know in in, in soccer and football it's it's argentina and brazil they hate each other what about handball is there any sort of rival country <laughs> that you guys have <laughs> Uh, we usually just, we usually say that uh, every single opportunity that you have to be an Argentinian, you you have to do it. So for <laughs> handball, it's not it's not dif different because uh, the most important uh, championship that we have, I would say, tournament is the Olympic Games. So for us in the American continent, including you guys, uh, the, the easiest way to go to, directly to the Olympics is uh, to win the Pan-American Games. Only the gold medal uh, will go to the Olympics. So uh, be because this, uh, uh, we... We consider the Argentinians nowadays our uh, main rival, you know. So, uh, unfortunately, last Pan Am Games, we uh, uh, Brazil hadn't have a, a chance to to play against Argentina in the finals because uh, we lost against Chile, which is a very uh, interesting. Uh, team because they created a fantastic structure uh, in Chile. They invited a uh, Spanish uh, coach to go there and change the sports in, uh, nationally. Uh, so they have, they have been growing uh, very fast and we hadn't have opportunity to beat Argentina in the finals. So now we are going to, uh, to play uh, another tournament in Europe against Norway, uh, South Korea, and Chile again, but only with two um, places in the Olympics. So this is another way to go to the Olympics 
it's a pre-Olympic tournament, but one of the places is ready for Norway because they are a fantastic team. Yeah. Wow. Super, super good information. Now, Lucio, with all of your experience inside the game of handball, what do you think it taught you in your regular life? Like the discipline, the hard work. Tell us about the skills that you've learned in your, your days competing in handball that you can translate into your regular life, whether that's at home in your relationships with your, your family or at work with your coworkers. What are some of the things you've learned through sports that can relate to regular life? Uh, first of all, uh, I would like to point, to point out that uh, sports, high-level sports, can uh, change someone's life. Okay, so for example, uh, in my case, I, I come from uh, a family with a poor back, background and uh, living in the north, uh, I would say that uh, if, if it was not from the, the handball, I would never be here uh, trying to speak English with you and uh, share a little, a little about my uh, experience uh, traveling all around the world. Uh, I think you know that is the same in football also. Uh, so what I've learned from uh, being a high-level athlete, uh, my mindset is, is different from the, the average in terms of uh, focus, in terms of uh, hardworking, you know, the way that I work with my, uh, my, uh, my, my colleagues, uh, everything is different because uh, we athletes are built to, uh, to, to face challenges, you know. So from the beginning, when I was uh, uh, studying my high school, during the college, I think my concentration, my focus, my, uh, my way that uh, face challenges uh, uh, was different than, than, than everyone. So, and this is something that I've been trying to give as a gift for my, my children. So I have two boys. The, the oldest one is involved with judo, with water polo, and as I said, he loves soccer. So, and the youngest one is uh, uh, doing karate, uh, judo also. And so here and there, he, uh, he, he, he plays soccer, but uh, I think his soccer is not his uh, first option, I think. So, uh, and I always say, uh, especially for the, the, the oldest one, his name is Bernardo, 10 years old. Uh, he has some talent, uh, but I always say, hey, son, listen, uh, if you want to... If you want to succeed in sports, you have to work hard, you know, because there are three things that you really, really have to uh, have if you want to, you know, achieve the uh, high-level sports. Number one, genetic. Number two, talent. And number three, uh, 
uh, hard work. So nowadays I am a strength conditioning trainer. I work with uh, uh, Olympic athletes, uh, professional athletes from different sports, and I can see this mindset in all of them. So this is something that I really, really want to share with the kids because uh, not saying that they are going to achieve uh, an Olympic game. I myself personally have never uh, went, went to an Olympic Games. I had opportunities, including 1996 in Atlanta. I was close to go. Uh, in 1999, we lost uh, a Pan Gold medal from, uh, against Cuba. So that was my last chance to go to the Olympics. Uh, but I, I'm saying that uh, sports can tailor uh, someone's mindset, making them uh, better, a better person, for sure. So, yeah. I love that. I love that entire explanation because for the longest time, I always hated how people would call athletes dumb. They'd say that there's just, they're just dumb jocks who just care about sports. And I just absolutely hated it, which is a huge reason I brought up this podcast because I wanted to show people the real, the, the, the traits that you can learn through sports. So like Lucio here, you know, he learned all these different things through his time playing sports, his family, the same thing. And he's helping these younger, these younger people see that, um, the hard work and the dedication that it takes, but that can help you in your regular life. All these things that it takes. I'm also currently reading a book called relentless by the author, Tim Grover. And he was a trainer for these elite athletes like My Michael Jordan, Dwayne Wade, Kobe Bryant. And he talks about the hard work those guys put in, but it's a, it's one of those things you, you learn through sports, you learn how to dedicate yourself to something, you learn how to communicate with your teammates, you learn how to have discipline and do things when people aren't watching. And that's something that, you know, it's cool to hear Lucio's story there as well. So Lucio, is there anything else you'd like to share before we sign off on the podcast? Uh, because this has been really cool learning from you. Okay, thank you very much, my friend. I would like to mention that my wife, uh, is is also a former uh, handball player uh, because uh, uh, especially in Brazil, when we compare males uh, and females, uh, our female team is uh, in a better position in the world than the, the, male, the, the male team, uh, including uh, in 2013, uh, Brazil uh, won the world championship. So we have also a, a very strong female team uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, this is something very uh, special for me when I talk about sports uh, because this is my passion. Uh, and I, I would say um, if you want to uh, create a strong mindset with your kids, uh, let them play uh, sports. Let them uh, learn from uh, coach, from uh, physical conditioning trainers uh, involved in sports, not necessarily in the high-level sports. Uh, I will give you an example. Uh, my kids, when I, when I gave them an opportunity to, to, 
play some different sports. Uh, the number one thing that I did, I, I got to know the, the trainers first, you know. And uh, the reason why I have been allowing them to play different sports also is because uh, they are going to choose some, uh, there will be a time that they are going to choose uh, to make a choice, you know, uh, and they will, no matter which sports they, uh, they choose, I will uh, give my best to allow them an opportunity to grow inside the sports because, you know, we are living in uh, crazy times uh, here in Brazil. In your country, uh, people uh, fight, fighting each other, you know, this kind of racism. Uh, and we, have, we also have racism in Brazil also. Yeah. So when I uh, think about the future, uh, we as parents, we have to create an environment for uh, them to, to achieve a... a a strong mindset, you know, to separate the bad and the good. Yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for those words, Lucio. I appreciate that. Guys, that's, a, that's super powerful coming from Lucio Martins over in, in Brazil. You know, talking about the mindset uh, that sports can create and how important it is for our youth, our children, to have that strong mindset. So if your kids are, you know, ever wanting to get into something, sports are a great avenue for them to learn this stuff. It, it teaches them a, a tough mindset, strong mindset, teaches them hard work and discipline. And like Lucio said, you don't have to play at the highest level to learn these things. There's, uh, there's a lot of skills that you can learn, especially with your mindset when you compete in sports. So once again, we want to say thank you, Lucio, for joining the show. And for anybody who has listened to this episode, um, friends and family of Lucio, please share it with your friends and family. Anybody who's listening here in the United States, I hope you took something from this uh, in regards to the sport of handball and learn from Lucio's journey about the, the cool sport of handball and what he's learned throughout his entire life playing it. And uh, yeah, if you guys would please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, that would, that would help me out so much. And uh, you guys know the drill. We'll talk to you next week. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars, and leave me a review. It would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.